0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
1: Welcome back to a new head-of-the-pack We are recording this on the morning of Monday, February 20th. And as of now, um, I'm not really sure if Aaron Rodgers is still on his darkness retreat. I don't know when he went in exactly. He would not foreclose those details. I don't know if foreclose is the right word. It's been a long offseason already. He would not give those details to Pat McAfee during his last appearance on the show last week. uh, So he could have gone into his retreat on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He said it was going to be the end of last week. Uh, Who knows if he'll even last the four days if he did. The bottom line is uh, sometime in the near future, maybe it has already happened, Aaron Rodgers will emerge from the darkness. Perhaps with more clarity about what he wants to do with his future as we sit here and speak, myself and Bill Huber. um, We still do not know what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. Uh, Pun 1,000% intended. I think everyone is in the dark about what he wants to do as well. There are various reports going out about the Packers want him gone. The Packers will take him back if he wants to be back. Um, Nobody really knows exactly what's going on. And that might also include
2: Aaron Rodgers, Bill. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I mean, why else? I'm going to use the words drag it out here, which, isn't, which is not which not exactly what I mean here, but why else would you drag it out if you knew what you wanted to do, right? There'd be no sense in that. So I, I do think he headed to wherever the hell he was heading, the dark place. By the way, Matt, I wouldn't survive four hours in the dark. I mean, if I could sleep, sure, but like daytime hours, I'd go nuts. Nonetheless, so I. Um, if he knew what he was doing, I think he would call the Packers and they would go on, go about their business, right? So, you know, I don't think he has any – well, I, I would he probably has an idea, maybe just looking for some clarity on this.
1: Yeah, and, and listen, I don't think he's holding the team hostage, even nope. if they don't know what he wants to do. Um, listen, I don't think he has to tell them which way he's leaning so they can, you know, devote more of their resources and time to one plan or another because, obviously, they proceed – With their offseason, I would assume much differently if Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback as opposed to Jordan Love. Um, But as long as they have a decision by the start of free agency, listen, these these front office folks, Brian Gutekunst, Russ Ball, Mark Murphy, Matt LaFleur, they have time on their hands. This is their job. So they can make some contingency plans. They can have two separate plans. What what are we going to have our eye on? If Aaron's back, what are we going to have our, our eye on? If he's not, so you've said it before. Last year, uh, it became public that Rogers was returning on a new contract on March eighth. It's February twentieth right now, so there's still some time. Um, free agency, the new league year begins on March fifteenth, I believe. Yes. The combine begins in Indianapolis on the twenty eighth, so next Tuesday. I'd imagine even if Rogers comes out this week, flies to green Bay or just tells the Packers remotely that he wants to still play for them. um, That's that doesn't mean that he's going to play for them. Uh, He has to a say that he still wants to play B say that he still wants to play for them. And then C sit down with the organization and see that their vision for where the team is going is in line with his for Uh, a team that he thinks is in contention for a championship, because he can say he still wants to play for the Packers. But then if he sits down with Brian Gutekunst and he says, not bringing back Mercedes, not bringing back Cobb, we're probably going to let Lazard and Tunyon walk, you know, Bakhtiari's back, Aaron Jones is back. And here's a couple other things we're looking at. And Aaron Rodgers said, you know what? I think the Jets defense is better. I'm going to go see if I can win in New York. Or I'm going to go play with Devonte, or I want I want to go do this. And then you know I know Rappaport reported that if he requests a trade as opposed to past uh, the off, two off seasons ago, the Packers will help facilitate that. Um, so we'll see. It. What I'm saying is, even if Rogers comes out this week and says I still want to play or I still want to play for the Packers, I don't think that's an immediate okay. You're back. There still has to be more discussions, and especially with the combine coming up. I'd imagine the Packers would want to at least see what they could get for him in a trade offer, and that might you know, require Brian Gutekunst meeting up with Joe Douglas or Dave Ziegler at the Combine in Indy next week.
2: Yeah, there's so many, so many balls in the air. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, obviously, if he wants out, he's out. I mean, they, they traded Devontae Adams last offseason because he wanted to be traded. So, yeah, they would do that for Rodgers, obviously. Um, you you mentioned that entire list of players that he wants back. He did say in McAfee that he they don't all need to be back. Right. Um, it would be some, and I would think Cobb and Lewis, right? Mm-hmm. Would be the big ones. Obviously, Aaron Jones and Bakhtiari are gonna be back, but of the free agent guys, don't you think Cobb and Lewis are the guys he those guys just have to be back for him? I would
1: imagine so. Um, you know, when he first said Tunyon and Bakhtiari and, and Lazard and uh, Cobb and Lewis. People were like, Oh, if he, he wants all these guys back, no, he's realistic. He understands that um, it's not likely that all five or however many he wants back are back. But yes, I agree. Lewis and Cobb would probably be the two most important Um Not only because Cobb's his best friend, but because he's valuable on third down, has that veteran presence, especially if Lazard leaves. Um, Tunyon, I think he understands his production isn't there, and he wasn't nearly as much of a red zone threat as as he was a couple years ago before his ACL tear. Mercedes Lewis Rogers has spoken endlessly about the value he brings, not just on the field, but off it. And then with Bakhtiari back, yeah, I would say if Rodgers had to prioritize those five guys, or let's say those four who are, I guess, kind of on the fence, I would go Lewis, Cobb, Lazard, Tunyon.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, To McAfee, this is the quote about Mercedes Lewis. A guy like Mercedes Lewis, he's an important cog in the wheel of the locker room and the momentum of the team. That's a guy I want to finish my career with. If I'm playing, I want that guy next to me. I want the Randall Cobbs of the world, if he wants to keep playing, in my locker room. Guys you can win with. And, and they are important. You know, Rodgers can... I, I. It's it's not like Rodgers is asking for anything unrealistic. I mean, Mercedes Lewis is still one of the best blockers in the league at that position. Like, every time they got to the perimeter is because Lewis made the block, right? And, and Randall Cobb is still a, a pretty formidable guy on third down. In fact, I'm half surprised they didn't give him the ball more often, as much as Rodgers talks about him and as much as he got open. So those are, are big guys. You know, Tunyon, you can probably go younger and cheaper there. Um, I would think LeFleur would want Lewis back. But it it is interesting, though, if they were to let Rodgers go or if they were to trade him, do they just blow this whole thing up and just let all these guys go? And kind of just not because you're better off with them, but because at some point, don't you need to reload salary cap wise and stop and get off this merry-go-round of restructure, restructure, restructure. So that'll be interesting. If if Rodgers goes, do they just let all these guys go?
1: Yeah. I, I think not only would, and this is just my assumption, not only would Lewis and Cobb uh, not want to be back if, if Rogers wasn't back, but I don't think the organization would want them back either. I think, you know, a couple of years ago, the only reason Cobb came back was because Rogers wanted him. That was kind of the olive branch duty extended um, to show Rogers that, yeah, we will give you more uh, say in personnel matters. So uh, I think if, if Rogers is back, then Lewis and Cobb will be back. If he's not, then neither will be. Now, if Jordan loves the quarterback, I still could see some interest for Alan Lazard to be here, both from the organization and from him. Like we've said on here before, he plays an important role, and yeah, he'll be the number three wide receiver. But um, he's he's invaluable to this team, yes. and and I'm interested to see what he is offered on the open market. Um, he's certainly going to test free agency, I would imagine, and then Tunyon. This draft seems pretty loaded, as loaded as a tight end class can be. Um, and I would imagine they draft a tight end early to get younger at that position. Someone who has, you know, more upside is on a rookie deal than more upside, I should say, than, than Robert Tunyon. But yeah, it, it should be interesting to see whether this is a, okay, run it back if Rodgers is back or if loves back, tear it down, or if it's somewhere in between, because if Rogers is back, it's run it back. If right. loves back, do they say, okay, let's tear it down. And, and I say, tear it down, you know, not literally because they're never going to tear it down. They're always going to try and put enough pieces around the quarterback to contend for a title. Um, but if, if loves back, do they get younger you know, let Lazard, Tunyon, Cobb, Lewis, Amos walk all that jazz, or do they try and reload around, around love like they would around Rogers if he was back.
2: According to is it spot track, spot track, how do you pronounce it? Alan Lazard's projected <laughs> contract, by the way, Matt, three years, thirty-seven and a half million. That's 12 and a half Enjoy. million season, by my math. Enjoy the Chicago Bears. Man, that's Chris. As crazy as it sounds, I mean, MVS got three for 30. I mean, who the hell would you rather have? I now mean, take right. Lazar every day of the week. Yeah. And look, they're they're in good, they're gonna be in good hands with Watson and Dobbs as their centerpiece of the room. But you need they do need a veteran guy here, don't they? Just a veteran yeah, guy to, to, you know. to lean on to, to to be that that mentor. I mean, those Those guys didn't play a whole lot last year because of injuries, so I do think they need some sort of veteran element here, but, man, that's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, Listen, I I think looking ahead to the combine, we'll both be down there in Indy. Kind of like last year, there's not – if Aaron Rodgers and the team don't come to a decision or Aaron Rodgers doesn't publicly state what he wants to do. And he's not going to be on McAfee this week because McAfee is not they are on vacation. They don't go back on air until next Monday. Um, if he doesn't publicly state what he wants to do, I don't know how much is going to come out of the combine because the main storyline around the NFL really right now is what is Aaron Rodgers? What does Aaron Rodgers' future hold? And if there isn't a concrete decision, then it's just going to be a bunch of asking Goody and LaFleur, you know, what is he going to do? And it's just going to be a bunch of vague answers from them, as they should. Um, We will talk to Goody in a couple days, Thursday or Friday, ahead of the combine um, at a press conference. And then I'm I'm anticipating he'll sit down with uh, local writers. But we know how he is. He doesn't give too much away into this. Like We could ask him, if Aaron wants to come back, will you take him? If Aaron wants a trade, will you... Will you facilitate one? He's not going to answer those questions. He's just going to say, you know, I want to respect his space and uh, we'll, we'll cross those bridges when we get there. So I would like the news to happen this week. So I have something to do and we have something <laughs> to write about and talk about with these guys over the next week and a half, but I don't know how realistic
2: it is to think that'll happen. Yeah. Um, everything has to be on hold, right? I mean, the, it's it's not just talking about Rogers. It's it's like talking about everything, because I'm I'm sure, like we've kind of gotten into here. I mean, they they probably have two offseason plans. They have the Aaron Rodgers plan, and they have the Jordan Love plan, and um, you know, a guy like a Keyshawn Nixon, I'm sure they'd love to have him back. But other guys, you know, the guys we talked about, Adrian Amos, Mason Crosby, those guys might be fully dependent on what they do with the quarterback, especially Crosby, right? I mean, if yeah, Rodgers isn't here, they're Miles will go younger and cheaper at kicker, too. So there's a lot of hoops, a lot of balls up in the air. It's all waiting on number 12.
1: It is. Let's get to some questions. We got a handful of them. Uh, first, from John Thornton, who I love John uh, is, Thornton. yeah, he's Jair Alexander's agent with Brock Nation. Uh, he asks, What's the media combine suitcase look like fresh gear every day or sneak and wear the same thing, hoping nobody notices. <laughs> That's a good question.
2: Man, you got to go fresh. It's hot in that place.
1: Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's a, a dress up like, you know, maybe for a game day, like I like to do, but you got to come with a maybe same two pairs of pants for four days. Cause I'll be there. What? basically Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, full, for three full days, um, probably two pairs of pants, four or five shirts, nothing too fancy. But, you know, if it's relatively warm in Indianapolis, I'm wearing short sleeves because I'm in Chicago right now. It's like 43 degrees. It feels like summer. I'm checking the Indianapolis weather for next week. Going to
2: snow like crazy here, Matt. By the way, that, that's not that's not warm. I'm not looking forward to that. Um, yeah, um, Wednesday, Thursday. Our kids are already geeked about snow days. They're talking Ugh. about foot. Why? Just, Why does it have to keep snowing? I don't know. I'm I'm tired of it. Yeah, cu- couple couple pants, few shirts. You gotta have you gotta have to dress up shirt, right? Because you have to go to there's some good food in Indy. You got to dress. Got dressed good there. Yeah. All right. You well, see any you like? Yeah. You know, as, as I as I look through these, Matt. Who is your priority? If you're a Goody, who is your number one guy you need to resign? Tishawn Nixon. I would say. Yes. Hundred percent. And isn't he a fascinating one too? Like, what is the? How much money does a one-year wonder kick returner get. But an all-pro kick returner at that. But the guy's done it for 10 games. He's a decent enough defensive player. But what on earth contract does that guy get?
1: That's a good question. Um, over the cap has kind of projections for what a contract should look like. So last year, I'm just pulling it up, uh, Keyshawn Nixon earned $965,000 in base salary. Yes, league minimum. I believe this uh, 2022 over-the-cap valuation is what his contract, I guess, should have been based on his performance. $2.7 Feels low, doesn't so, it? So, yes. Yes, he's a first-team all-pro kick returner, but at the same time, we can't get caught in the bubble of, okay, he, he was fantastic, yes, but let's give him 7 million a year because he's only on the field for however. Yeah. And he's a a nickel corner too, but um, you have to take into account where he is most valuable. How often is he on the field? Not that often, but he is very valuable. So I would think if that is in the right range, three years, 10 million, three
2: years, 9 million. Yeah, seems like a bargain to me. That said, a kick out kick return, at least for the first half of the year, is pretty easy to neutralize, right? Kick the ball out of the end zone. Obviously, it becomes right. a lot harder here at Lambo, November, December. Um, here's one from Shaheen Rahman. If Rogers can win two MVPs without attending non-mandatory preseason camps, that's you know, OTAs, why attending preseason activities in 2023 should be so important? To determine if he is all in or not. Um, I will say that Goody rather strongly said he would like him here. I thought that was pretty interesting when he talked to us at the end of the year. Um, he, he went about as strong as he possibly can and saying that he wants everybody here, including the leaders of the team here for voluntary practices.
1: Yeah. I don't know if that means Rogers is going to show up. He'll be on a, a beach somewhere or, I mean, during one of the OTAs, last year and listen he's free to do whatever he wants i think it it might have been different last year because he had rookie receivers that he had to work with and yes they they had injuries but you know if there are rookies coming in that don't know you you might want to get some reps with them but but what do i know um he came back for a, a bucks playoff game stopped by the facility but didn't i guess practice i'm not i'm not you know a big He has to be here for everything, Guy. But if the organization wants him here, you can come back for a couple days. Now, I don't know if it's as vital or as necessary this year, especially with, let's say, both running backs returning, your top two receivers returning. You might have a new tight end. The offensive line's going to be the same, I'd imagine. So, they can put out their list of demands, but we all know that deep down, even though he probably wouldn't admit it, Rogers does things on his own terms.
2: Yeah, um, I I do think it's look, and I understand Rogers' perspective on this. If you don't need to be here, don't call me. Guy won two MVPs. Um, I do I do think it sends a message to everybody about the value of these things. I, mean, I remember when McCarthy was here. I mean, everybody, everybody was here, maybe not for every practice, but they had like a hundred percent or damn close to it. Participation in those voluntary ones. And it's not that way. It has not been that way with LaFleur. No, has trended that way league wide. So it's not just a Matt LaFleur thing, but I think if your leaders show up, I think it sends the message to everybody else that they should be here. too. Again, not for all of them, but at least to be in. I agree. All right. From getting bucks. How did Goody and Murphy bend over for Rodgers last year and now are disgusted with him? Make it make sense. I don't know that they're disgusted with him. Yeah, Frustrated I mean, I don't, perhaps. I, I, I don't know how much, we probably don't need to reference the exact sir, but I don't know about some of this stuff, man. It, it is silly season to the nth degree right now.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the high road here and not uh, specifically mention anything that was reported that I may or may not... Uh, Disagree with, but I will say I wouldn't blame the Packers for being. I'm going to use the word annoyed with Rodgers. They probably would like to have knowledge of who their quarterback will be right when the season ends. Everyone would, but with that annoyance can come an understanding that this is fair for him to do. And with that annoyance, can also be. We want him back because we know he gives us the best chance to win. You can be annoyed and want him back at the same time. Bingo. The annoyance doesn't equal necessarily. We want him out of here. So. Um. I know what uh, that question is referencing. But I, I would just like to sprinkle a dose of. Uh, common sense and reason on that
2: right because what changed over the last year other than he wasn't as good I mean nothing changed right he he was undecided about his future two years ago he's undecided about it last year Packers still gave him a boatload of money why because he's the MVP quarterback he's the hall he's an hall of famer so really nothing has changed other than he did not have a good season now how much of that is the thumb? How much of it was him skipping all the rookie stuff? How much of it is shit? The guy just got old. I don't know, um, but nothing has changed personally with him. And he's the, and he does deserve some time to to step away and figure things out. I My mean, God, the guy's thirty nine going on forty. That's old. He deserves this time. I don't. I don't. I don't blame him for taking it.
1: And I understand that, you know, Goody and LaFleur don't always have to be 100% truthful when they speak with us, but they did basically both say they want him back publicly. Now, yep. are they sugarcoating it, fabricating it, whatever word you want to use? It's possible. But I really still do think they want him back. And I really still do think he will be back. Now, I think the most fascinating thing after that is then. What happens with Jordan Love? Right. Asking for a trade two minutes later. Speaking of... seconds later. From, from Cathol 41, is there a world where Love and Rodgers are on this team by May 1st? If not, do the Packers need to target a QB in the draft? Goody said he does see a world in which they're on the same team. I do not. Me either. Unless...
2: Goody refuses to trade him. Um listen, I,
1: I think if if Rodgers returns, love has to request a trade. He's ready to play. The Packers are excited about him, I would imagine. And he deserves a chance to start. But will Goody do the honorable thing and give love that chance to start elsewhere? This is a business. Or does he say, listen, and we've, I've posed this question before on here. We got to keep you around just in case Aaron leaves after next year. Or does he say, you're starting next year. But then what if Rodgers leads them to a Super Bowl? You can't kick Rodgers and he wants to keep playing. Can't kick Rodgers to the curb then. So, you know, part of this, we're so confident in Jordan Love. We love what he can do. That could be, and I'm just hypothesizing here, the Packers having a sense that Rodgers will be back and trying to boost Jordan Love's trade value. It could also be them wanting Jordan Love. Now, these, the one thing I will say is these reports that the Packers are done with Rodgers and uh, they don't want him anymore. It just takes one brain cell to realize that information is not coming from the Packers, you would imagine, because why would the Packers want that information out there uh, that they're done with Rodgers because that decreases their leverage in any trade situation, and the trade return would be high if they do trade him, but wouldn't they want to maximize whatever they could get for him in a trade? And the way to do that is by saying we want to keep him because then a team would have to offer more to get him off the Packers' hands, whereas if it's known that the Packers don't want him, it will take less to get him off their hands. So you have to remember this time of year is all about smoke screens and rumors and, and all that, and nobody really knows what exactly everyone wants until the decisions are officially made.
2: Right. Um, it is fascinating with, with love, though. I can understand. Obviously, you want to keep them for the obvious reasons, but man, you are screwing with that guy's income earning potential at this point. That's bad precedent. That's bad precedent, right? In, in a and league where where every where he's with the, one of the biggest biggest agencies in the league, and that big agency therefore represents a bunch of the big players. Um, you don't want to have the you don't want to have, as a franchise. You don't want you don't want that reputation of being a shitty place to work, right? I was just going to bring that up. I remember you saying that,
1: you know, however many shows ago. But I, I agree that if they screw over Jordan Love, um, Jordan Love is represented by David Mulugeta, who's one of the most well-known, powerful agents in the game. That could screw you over in, free, in, in future free agent negotiations. I don't think you want to do
2: that. No, I don't think so either. Um, the whole love thing, I mean, we're basing him being ready. I'm, I'm talking about, I, I realize what the Packers have said, but there's so many fans who are basing love being ready to play based on nine passes against the Eagles. Here's something. A quick reminder that ready to go on nine were, passes. Good luck.
1: Yeah, but they weren't even passes with the Eagles playing actual defense either
2: right and, and, and jordan love said that himself that they're playing soft but but that's what joe packer fan is thinking so interesting stuff all right yeah um, One more, yeah do the packers draft a wide receiver high or pursue a free agent to compliment the young guys i say i'd say they have to have a free agent well then that again that could be alan lazard being that free agent but yeah. you have to have some sort of veteran presence around here i would say
1: I would agree. Maybe that's Randall Cobb. Maybe that's Alan Lazard. Here is the top free agent wide receivers this year based on 2022 average annual value in their contract. Number one, Nelson Aguilar, Sterling Shepard, DJ Chark. Number four, Randall Cobb. Marvin Jones, Julio Jones, Byron Pringle, Alan Lazard. It's a terrible, terrible free agent wide
2: receiver class. It was awful last year, too, which is why they got Sammy Watkins. But that's even worse. Terrible. Terrible free agent class. So
1: maybe they do go the draft. I mean, in 2024, the free agent class is currently scheduled to be Mike Evans, Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, Tyler Boyd, you know, the thing is, well, then there's uh, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, T.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, but all those guys will probably resign. Um, all the best receivers are are staying with their teams, at least the young ones. So, uh,
2: listen, I think if Rodgers
1: is back, it'll either be Cobb or Cobb and Lazard. I don't think Rodgers wants to go through the the rookie learning curve with wide receivers again. If Love is back,
2: I think they go draft to get one. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I think it, it does make sense to surround your young quarterback with as many weapons as possible. Like when, when Rodgers took over, you had Donald Driver and Greg Jennings were here, then they slowly added... You know, Jordy Nelson and and James Jones have been, yeah, been Nelson, James Jones ran a order and gave him so many weapons. Seems to be the logical approach or, or you get a tight end early too. I mean, as long as the guy can catch passes, I guess it doesn't matter. Position per se. Right. But yeah, give Jordan love as many weapons as possible to give him a fighting, fighting chance at it.
1: And last one, Uh, just a quick one. I know I answered this in a mailbag, I believe last week. Uh, from Spencer, any chance Russ Ball will be named president after Murphy retires in two years? I believe that'll be Ed Policy, who will take yeah. over as uh, team president. He is currently their uh, general counsel, and the other part of his title is chief operating officer.
2: So that's people who will be, it, people will be so happy when Mark Murphy leaves. Joe Fan, for for reasons I, I, I always a bit mystified at. Like, you don't want Mark Murphy making personnel moves, but then you all mock him for having a sledding hill. <laughs> Mark Murphy's job for the organization is to make shitloads of money. He's done quite well.
1: And I see two more uh, relevant questions. So let's just tackle two more from right. Scotty Trill with, with our recent draft. Record at safety in round one, Savage and HaHa Clinton-Dix. How do we feel about a safety in round one this year? Uh, you might need one. And they, these are tough questions to answer right, right now because, you know, if they re-sign Adrian Amos in free agency, then they don't take a safety in round one. Or maybe they do. With Savage set to hit unrestricted free agency next year. Um, they're going to hang on to this Darnell Savage project until the wheels fall off. The wheels already kind of, there's three wheels off after last season, but if they don't re-sign Adrian Amos, you know, Brian Branch from Alabama is is the top guy, and, and he's an interesting target. He seems to be falling right in that, you know, 15 range, which is where the Packers currently are.
2: And he's barely played safety. That's That's why he's such an interesting guy. Like he's a, he played 80% of his snaps in the slot. So you're kind of yeah. projecting the safety thing, but man, it's not just Amos, but Rudy Ford, who might not be a bad plan B. He's a free agent, and you know, Donald Love is a f- special teams guy, but that's three free agents in one group, and your one returning starter got benched. So that's not not ideal. Not ideal at all. And then lastly, um,
1: we tackled this on the on the Joel Corey episode, but from Tanner Mott, just to reiterate, if Aaron gets traded, how much dead cap are the Packers going to be stuck with? Uh, if they trade him before
2: June 1st, 40 million. Yeah. So that adds and, what eight and a half to their cap number. Is that right? Something like that.
1: Yeah. He's at uh 31.6 right now for 2023. So yes. Um, but they freed up about 11 or so with, with Aaron Jones pay cut. So, uh, it kind of offsets, but Packers still need to free up space to be able to do business this offseason. Now, obviously, if they trade him after June 1st, there's only $15.8 million in dead money, but uh, because they could spread it out, the dead money hit over two years, 2023 and 2024, but there is no world in which they will trade him after June 1st because that would mean, obviously, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. They would not get draft compensation for this year which the Packers would
2: never do. Correct. So that's that. All right. Things are going to
1: start to pick up fingers crossed here. So we we have something to do. Um, Who knows if he's still in the cave, who knows how long it's going to take him to, to get on a private jet to green Bay. When he comes out, if he's not already out or on a private jet to green Bay or in green Bay. Um, but I would expect in the next two weeks, a decision or news from Rodgers and who will be the quarterback for this team. Uh, news always kind of picks up steam combine week with, with everyone and their mother in the NFL in the same place. And that is next week. So we will have a, uh, a podcast for you I'm assuming next week from Indy Bill and I can record in Indy and after the Rogers news and then owners meetings and the draft and free agency so the dead period of the offseason is almost over and I could not be happier
2: <laughs> indeed I can only do uh, so many betting updates on Aaron Rogers next location so let's go it seems like you could do more you're really Las- cranking them out Las Vegas Raiders still the betting favorite by the way Yeah, I
1: disagree with that. But what do I know? Me too. Vegas knows better. All right. Appreciate all your questions. You know where to find us. For myself, that's Bill. We'll talk to you guys next time.